0: We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, sea and waterways where we record and create this podcast. The Wurundjeri Woi Wurrung people of the Kulin Nation and pay our respects to Elders past and present. Welcome to our latest In Conversation episode of the Inspiration to Creation podcast. Today I sit down with the beautiful ceramicist and artist, Hilary Green. Hilary welcomes me into her world within the walls of her new Shell Space studio for a calm and creative conversation. We delve into the depths of Hilary's creative process, we discuss how our inner child guides our behaviour, and Hilary shares her purpose for a creative led life. Please embrace the soothing sounds of raindrops and nature that surrounds Shell space, heard throughout this audio. Once you get to know Hillary, you will appreciate just how fitting this background music is. Here's Hillary. I'm thrilled to introduce you all to Hillary Green and have. A fun and creative conversation with you. So, welcome, thank you so much Lee. for thank joining you for me. me. Well, thank you for having me in this space, it's so beautiful.
1: <laughs> I love hosting. <laughs> yeah,
0: and it's only a new space, yeah. right? So, yes. talk us through, Let's. we may as well start here. Yeah. How did this come about?
1: Um, when I came back from traveling um, recently, I had seen this space before going overseas and it, it, it oh. had like the number eight on the front. Um, and when I was overseas, I kept seeing the number eight everywhere. And I thought, oh, that space is probably gone. It's not like going to be yeah. like, available there when, when I get, get back. back. Yeah. But um, I had been really searching, like just, just dreaming really of having a space that I could do events in and um, yeah, just showcase style work and just have possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I got back, it was available and I realized that um, the number eight is, like I inspected it on the no- the, the eighth of the eighth, which is supposed Stop to be it. a really like, um, a, you know, manifestation day. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, as soon as I saw it, I thought I really need to have this space. It mm. was like just perfect. I could just really feel it. It was almost like terrifying because mm. I knew that this was going to be the space. Yeah. Um, and I had thought about the name um, shell space because I really think, you know, in interior design or arch- arch- architectural terms, shell space is referring to a space that's like, doesn't have anything in it, it's very like open to be used, it's a shell, like an empty shell. Um, and I find shells very symbolic, and I didn't want to call it Shell Studio because it's not just my studio. Sure. So I wanted it to be inv- inviting for possibilities. Mm. I refer to it as if it is a shell. Then there's like mm. room inside my shell yeah. to have and like this, to yeah, everyone this, in there. This yeah. the space to share. So. And it um, does seem very
0: like you, as soon as I saw that you called it shell yeah. space, I was like, of course you did, <laughs> like, It just yeah. seems so fitting
1: yeah. in I, so many ways. I feel like I just like the simplicity of um, that and the meaning of it, I think, then generates like, the behaviour that you yes. want in the space. Yeah, um, for
0: sure. Let's start by going back to young Hillary. Can you tell me about mm-hmm. yourself as a child, where you grew up,
1: what were you were yeah. into? Um, I grew up, I would say my, my the bulk of my childhood was just in Aubrey, mm-hmm. near Aubrey, the, on the Murray, Aubrey, Aubrey-Wodonga. I was in a little uh, suburb called Thaguna, which is it was a little bit more of a country country vibe. Yeah. <laughs> so we did a lot of building cubby houses and trees and... Um, bushwalking and um, I was not close to the sea at all mm. so I think that was one thing that when I came to Melbourne I started to actually see more beaches and and discover what I really loved And um, but I do really, I, I felt like I was very close to, to being around nature a lot when mm. I was a kid um, lots of digging in the earth and um, I was a rock collector so I had right. I thought I wanted to be a geologist yes. <laughs> because I would always be um, looking at rocks on the ground and collecting them and dusting them off and um, and just so sweet. yeah I liked the, like the earth um, I never really I did a little bit of drawing um, always through my life mm. but I never had any art classes when I was a kid I just sort of would dabble and um, I was very interested in art and and film. Mm. Um, my parents were very like interested in watching lots of different films with us, and we would go to art galleries and um, yeah just sort of absorb like culture and mm. and and things but i yeah i think I think I'm still a little bit of a kid like mm. I, when we think about children, I don't think that it's necessarily that you change. I think it's just that you you become aware of the system of adulting. Oh, absolutely. And it's whether you give in to that or not. Yeah,
0: and how often you can actually yeah go back to it, like yeah. you
1: know, where you toe the line. Yeah, so yeah. I feel I, I can remember a lot about my childhood because I still feel like that was a very inspiring and free time. Mm. Whereas when you start to get older it becomes like there's things you're, you're told you can't do because mm. you're supposed to be an adult or yeah. and I just think like breaking free of that has been the best thing for me. Yeah. Um, and then you find other people that also want to break free yeah. yeah. so Wow, well just based on that alone, you could definitely
0: see so many of those pieces of your childhood that you're talking about in your artwork in your sculptures it yeah. does shine through yeah is that intentional like
1: i think so i think i can't help it because um i when i draw so drawing has been my main um way that i build ideas in a sure. sketchbook yeah um and i was i think there was a time when i didn't know my style as mm. as a An artist, like a sketcher or or anything. I really felt like I was, um, I didn't really understand how someone has a consistent style until I started just making and just going for it, making more. Um, And then all these things started to come out, Mm. like my childhood obsession with Quentin Blake drawings. I don't know if you know him, but he he illustrated all of Roald Dahl's books. Oh, yeah, of course. Those kinds of. real like loose and very free sketchy lines Mm. and and so when i sketch these like continuous line very flexible and and lots of movement Mm. um i think that comes out when i sculpt because i think that's my values my values are that i would rather have a a circle or, or an organic line than a rectangle yes so if you okay. think about like yes. what a rectangle is, it's the only shape that exists really because yes. industrial kind of needs. Yeah, so true. if we didn't have, uh, if we didn't need, if humans didn't need to like control nature, then we would have organic shapes everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, so it's oh, like down I to the very, um, I've thought very, very much when you're creating, when you're making, you think about your values. Well, I do. Yeah. <laughs> you can't help it because I think that's what you want to put out into the world, yeah. and, and I think um, it helps you learn about yourself as a person. And it, it's that meditative time that allows you to reflect.
0: Did you study art or anything like that
1: at school or when you left school? So I did. I did a lot of art at high school. So sure. <laughs> I, I even did double art <laughs> in um, at. Uh, VC. Okay, um, yeah. And What's double art? So there was one subject that was more about like art history, and yeah. and that one that was more about like studio art making. Yeah. Um. And I just wanted to do them all. So. Yes. <laughs> so I did, pack, uh, yeah. A jam yeah, great. I think it was like an extra that I did. Um. But I went to, RMIT, and I um, completed a Bachelor of Fine Art mm. Photography. Oh wow. Um. And I also had, as part of that, there was um, some semesters where I did uh, life drawing and and drawing as, you know, part of that. But um, I think I wanted to do photography because I I was also very obsessed with um, finding beauty in the real world. So being able to use a camera and, like, see real life and, like, focus on it and how you can make that and artwork was very interesting to me. Mm. And it's also very technically, like learning the skills, and it was very conceptual. So when you do a fine art course, they like really pushing the conceptual study mm. and and you know being able to talk about your work. Probably like most um, people that graduate from a fine art degree, I felt very I didn't want to do fine art photography <laughs> by the end of it yeah I didn't want to do you're photography like, as an art
0: you're like I, okay this is
1: now now I know what I don't want yes, to do you yeah know, and I think like I realized that I wasn't bitter about it I was just more lost mm. um and I did have this sort of knowledge of the art world but I I knew it wasn't the only thing and I also knew that Um, back then I didn't have the social skills to be able to what do you call network and you know do that that kind of thing to like be in galleries and I just didn't see it was me Um, Mm. having that understanding of conceptual knowledge and that sort of does still sit with me and also the way I photograph my work and, and use imagery I think is really important to me I think it's really important to say that when you find that you don't want to do something, it's just as important as finding when you do want to do something. Yeah. So you it's have a to try point it. Of clarity. Yeah. Right? You've yeah. got to do things. Yeah. And then that's what you learn from, and it's like a big learning to kind of push you in another direction. Yeah. So I thought when I went traveling for a year after university, um, I thought, okay. What do I want to do? I, at the end of that year, I was volunteering with a friend in Thailand and we were helping children um, in the slum in Bangkok. There's um, children that need swimming lessons and, and things. So I just loved being around children. And so I did my um, primary school teaching degree and became a primary school teacher Yeah, wow. and for 10 years. Oh, wow. And um, actually, during I was a prep teacher, which was um, so lovely at the start of that career, understanding the diversity of humans. Mm. Like when no one, no one would understand the diversity of humans, like, like teachers or, mm. or nurses, you know, it's very, you're seeing that many children and parents. Yeah. Um, where the they problems come from, The problems that happen, the, the things that, that are the basis of human, everyone experiences like at the core, you know, when you're a child, you, you don't hide things as much. And so I feel like I understood what we all carry with us, mm. even now that we're adulting. Yeah, <laughs> um, that doesn't go away necessarily. Helps me. Yeah, it helps me when I teach adults now in workshops, I still think, oh, yeah. this is like a classroom, you know, yeah. children. Um, Still familiar. Yeah. yeah. And where was this? In Melbourne? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah.
1: So Then I was able to get, so in that job, um, I asked to go part-time because I wanted to work on my, my art more or just sort of see where it would go. Mm. Um, and just having, it at, the, at first it was just one day a week yeah. so that I had to sort of think. Yeah. Um, and that was really powerful, just having that regular thinking time. Mm, just a bit of space. That's where I like actually, you know, you think, okay, I, I, I'm setting aside this time and I really need to actually, doesn't matter what I do, I just need to be like thinking and sketching and, Absorbing and just over time, it it really helps. I then asked to go to three days a week. Yeah. (laughs) So then I had two days, and then it kind of went from there, where you just you build more and more, and yeah, 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 you learn how to use. I learned how to use Instagram from scratch and Mm. met lots of people. Learned how to like connect with other people and yeah, that's just been like all all my friends are through now, like Instagram really, because you- How great is that? Yeah. You're building out that community. Yeah, Yeah. you find each other and then you just, it just is like, it's on. Yeah,
0: (laughs) how great. Now that you look back, like where you are right now, set up in this space with the, I suppose, creative output, that you have today. When you look back, are there a couple of key moments that you may have already touched on that you see as being really pivotal, that you're like, yeah, that was a real decision point that's kind of,
1: mm. it was a
0: huge leap that's got me to where I am
1: today. I think during uh, lockdown mm. uh, in 2020, I um, I remember dancing <laughs> alone to uh the Waze Blood album, okay. um, Titanic Rising. I think I had also been making things with clay and watching films and and playing um, video games with my friend in Japan about mm. diving in the sea. Yeah. And, and I, just, I just was thinking about the beach and how much I wanted to go to the beach. Mm. Um, and... It just, like, sometimes when you allow yourself to just be free and I felt like I really discovered myself, like I I actually allowed myself to just come out in, yeah. that, in that time. Yeah. Um, and I think for a lot of people it was also very, uh, like, a headspace was, a new headspace was allowed because you weren't going into work, you were kind of at home there was a little bit more time for everyone to just yeah. think and sit about yeah, to be yeah and see what that actually yeah. was and know. i and i i felt um when we were allowed to go into nature again the first place i could go was this waterfall um just outside of melbourne i took some photos of friends and yeah we always we, we seem to go into nature and um, take beautiful photos of each other and, mm-hmm. and just it's like a lovely experience of connecting and yeah. yeah I think that was a bit bit of a light bulb mo- moment that year just realising that I just need to put more oomph into the things that I love mm. like if I love going to the beach then why don't I go all the time Yes. if I, if I love rocks why don't I make rocks out of clay like yeah. you know that sort of thing yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> it's okay it's just, yeah, it fine.
0: i think it's part of it i yeah. like that you know we're in the studio it's <laughs> raining down let's <laughs> embrace yeah. it i do feel as if that time as you say it was such a pivotal moment for so many people mm. like so many people got to actually learn who they are and kind of who they want to be because yeah. of that time were you still teaching during lockdown?
1: Yeah, I had to teach online. Yeah. Um, but it it sort of the way every school was different, so mm. you wouldn't have to be teaching all day. Yeah. And I was a specialist teacher, so I would you know be doing helping teachers behind the scenes. And, sure. Um, doing doing animation classes to preps on online, which is the Funniest thing to
0: <laughs> to do. I'm bad. How was that? Like,
1: how did it actually yeah. go? It was amazing. Um, children are so good at technology. Yeah. Like, they just learn so quickly. Um, yeah, I like what you say about light bulb moments because you sometimes have little ones, mm. and then you sometimes have big ones. Mm. The big ones are often when I realise. You know if you're if you're someone that's listening to this and and you feel like you haven't found your style or you don't know what it is that you're creating, mm-hmm. you know um, I feel that sometimes it could be about finding the medium that you that's right for you, mm-hmm. so when it was locked down, I thought I'm just going to because I had already been working with clay but it was mostly wheel throwing Mm -hmm. in the past and then I had moved to painting and you don't just wake up and say I'm going to be uh, have a ceramic studio you have to like start building in your home (laughs) you start to have to you have to really actually be crazy yeah (laughs) (laughs) you have to be uh like obsessed with clay to run a, a studio because it is that much work yeah um and so but When I was in lockdown and I had this big bag of clay and I thought I'm just going to make something as big as I can with this clay because I'm just going to enjoy it yeah there's no one that's going to see it there's no pressure if it falls or collapses that's great I'll just remake it it's Mm. just we have weeks yeah like you know what it was like you've got the time (laughs) Um, and I just really found wow this is my medium like it was like hand building yeah and
0: did that come in that instant as a light bulb moment or was it kind of afterwards you're like oh shit
1: I think I was like I already knew I was like as soon as I had seen well another light bulb moment was when I was teaching and we went to uh, the Rose Street market and someone I had done university with Mm. was there selling her mum's ceramic mugs Mm. and I was like I didn't know you could make ceramics and people would buy it. Like I just had not thought of that as a, a career. Like I never, sure. didn't even know that existed. And that Melbourne was obsessed with ceramics. Cause yeah. I had like throughout my life, whenever mum had bought um, something that was handmade, mm. I was like looking at it, like picking it up and admiring it. Um, so I think even just knowing that other people were doing this, is a light bulb moment, Absolutely. Like, like knowing that, oh, there's other people, what's out there? Who else is doing this? Yeah,
0: it's like validating, because otherwise yeah. you think you like, oh, it's think? just
1: me, like, yeah. it will never go anywhere. You can't dream, well, you can't dream if you don't even know yes. what, what's out there.
0: Yeah, you cannot be what you cannot see. Yeah. yeah.
1: Once I started hand building, it felt very much like my drawing and I thought this is way more suited to me and what's coming out is I think very different to you know when you do wheel throwing I felt Mm. like I was constricted to perfection yeah and these perfect forms a lot of my work is that appreciation of imperfection having it be my fingers that are making the marks um, feels very personal and and special mm. so yeah that was definitely a light bulb moment finding that medium yeah i have the skills in photography elevating that you know it, it's like i don't just want to do clay like use clay in my work i want to also take photos and i also want to make films yeah. and i also want to like be with people so i found a way to like combine all the things it's that you end up amazing. liking, yeah. whatever career you're in, um, you can reinvent it to include other things that you like.
0: Absolutely, because when you were young, if anyone said, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up, you would never have been able to articulate, well like, I want to be a ceramicist and a painter, I also want yeah, to do yeah. photography <laughs> and host workshops, like that is just not I think. no you can't but, yes but it's our yeah. opportunity to like harness that and just roll with it like yes. we could make it whatever the hell we want it to be but it can be really difficult yeah. when people ask the question like oh what do you do yeah that you're like oh I don't actually have a straightforward yes. answer for you because I'm not just one version of me like yes. I'm on a spectrum and I can be over here or I can be over there
1: yeah there's kind of a duality of being an artist and then also having to be on social media. Mm-hmm. So I th- I think sometimes um, we get, or pe- people quite easily can express themselves through their art, but then there's a lot of, um, you know, expectations to look a certain way or do things a certain way to be taken seriously mm. on social media so um, I feel like I like to try and break free of that and continue to be ex- like use everything is my mode of expression so sure. um, because everything you do can be reinvented like mm. as long as you are you know do it slowly and and teach people this is what you're trying to do like with this space I'm Mm. trying to do something that I don't even fully know the end result of yes but I want I know like that along the way I'll probably meet people that will help me or Mm. I'll meet um I'll just you know put it out there that I want people to put um like give ideas and and Create community and then hopefully that will like manifest yeah it'll keep what bubbling I, what I away. want so yeah um, yeah but i I think ceramics is a beautiful uh, a beautiful way to to clearly see a style um, I mean everything is really but especially when you're hand building it just comes out, but I often say like i'm not I'm not a factory so I don't often replicate the same thing. Sure. I like to, uh, in my personal, like, I've realised a big learning thing is um, when I make something, if it's not feeling like it's bringing me joy, then I need to steer away from that because I really can only do this if I'm finding it joyful or, yeah. or it's making me um, happy so yeah if you know if it's all about making money about like making more that's just not I'm not a robot and I'm not like a product you know yeah um, but yeah so that's why I think it's nice to to always consider you know not just not just income first you have to think about like really what brings you joy Mm. and that that helped me find my style because if you're making for like five hours every day you eventually will do something that makes you and your hands and like everything that you do is going to be relaxing Mm. hopefully yeah you find (laughs) that flow yeah and do it for yourself rather than doing it for other people and I think doing it um, without the need for money mm. is a really, really important thing because I think art yes. has to be separate to, like creative, creativity is separate to stress mm. and that if you are putting all the pressure on the art to make money, then you can't be playful or free with it. Yeah. So. I am a firm believer that if you
0: are pouring you into something and putting it out there, the vulnerability of putting it out there, I can't help but think you'll forever get it back. Like the money, the, whatever you need to sustain yourself, I do believe it will come back. Yeah. If you're authentically putting it out there, Yeah, it will come. Yeah. And I know it can be really hard because we're taught the other way, we're taught, okay, you've got to find a career but make sure it's going to pay your bills because yeah. you've got to live. Like, yes. You need a roof over your head, all of that. So it's like we yes. have all these things, the roof over our head, the groceries, the petrol, mm. great, we've got all these things. Now how am I going to pay for it all? Mm. Whereas, yeah, I like this yeah. way of being it's the other
1: way around. It's yeah. like... You leave with just, your heart. Yeah. Your heart and not your wallet. Yeah. Because <laughs> it will come. I think if, so. Um, yeah. But it also... Like when I was, um, I did uh, a course in Italy recently where it was a bunch of ceramicists coming together to learn about glaze and we like had lunch together every day and the way the course was structured was you you have a lot of time together. Um, And it was just really, it really, we talked a lot about our individual practices Mm. um, and you know, I had thought I was going to Italy to get inspired by the the beautiful sculptures and the forms and yeah. everything. And I met people that were Italian who were saying that um, uh, Italy sometimes can feel a bit blessed and cursed with its like history because any sort of new sculptures are it's not as good as the the masters you know, sure there's always that comparison um, and, yeah. it, and also it just there's this capitalist mentality around art mm. um, and if you think about everything that you do in your life and start to reflect on like how is this related to like the pressure of money how have my choices been affected by capitalism Absolutely. Um, you start to see a lot yeah. And, and even in workshops that I've gone to in Melbourne to learn about ceramics, I think there's no heart. There was no heart. It's just come, make something. You get a product, you get to leave, mm. and you get this product. And we're obsessed yeah. with having the product. It's like an exchange. I've yeah. paid the money,
0: now give me the product.
1: And I'll I, make so it myself. I, I really think if we're obsessed with the product, mm. like, like I said before, that like we're obsessed with... I want to be a doctor. I yeah. want to be this. I want the product. Give me the product. What about the process? Yeah. So and the process is life.
0: Like yeah. it takes so long to get to the product. that yeah. You actually but have to enjoy the process, the journey. Like yeah. that is the day to day. Yeah. If we're not enjoying the day to day, yeah. It's like you get the product, you get the prize at the end. And yeah. You're like,
1: well, this is shit. So, I'm not fulfilled. Yeah. This is not what I wanted yeah everything isn't a product it's continuously a process Mm. so I think if when I even in my classes some some things I have like a clay circle where we squish what we have at the end because it takes away the pressure of it having to be a physical thing in the world that then takes up space and and that you have to show to people it's about like the experience and the fact that you allowed yourself to play and um yeah, so I am investigating how to encourage a value of the process, mm. um, and I think you are as well. <laughs> I really am, yeah. I'm definitely
0: finding that the more you look inward, the more you realise that our reason for being is not to get to the shiny end mm. if that's what we're waiting for yeah what about the middle bit like it just seems wasteful and very unfulfilling yeah. so I do think like we're very much talking about the same sort of thing and just a way of how to find it because I think it can be really disheartening when you feel that lack when yeah. you feel as if you're missing that fulfillment. Mm. You're like, what is it? You know, I've ticked all these boxes. I've, you know, got the house. I've got the career. I've got the family. I've got all the things that I should be happy with. Yeah. And then when you look around and think, but there's still something missing. Yeah. And that's usually not a thing to collect. It's not a gold star. No. It's Yeah. You know, us no. finding ourselves and actually being true and just enjoying the journey. Yeah. Yeah. What is your biggest
1: source of inspiration mm. does someone or something inspire you i'd say you know my my biggest inspiration is being in nature because often when i am in nature and lately it's been when i'm alone in nature and i have like time to just be and feel like this is where we're meant to be we're meant to be connected to nature mm. we're meant to be have this very at peace and value of nature. Um, and, you know, I have ADHD as well, so I'm very interested in textures and um, things that draw my eye, mm-hmm. like uh, fabric <laughs> and um, rocks and light. And um, so I, I guess I recently thought, you know, if i'm so interested like i'm naturally obsessed with textures and things that i see like mm. i'm very visually drawn to things maybe it's there's more to it than just a visual maybe there there's like a value there that i'm trying to to unlock like yeah. um so my my biggest inspiration is like really being having experiences just day-to-day life but then being able to reflect on them and come back to, like, what what they mean to me, and mm. then how I can inspire or, or connect with others through making or through workshops. So, when I was a kid, my favourite game was pretending to be a mermaid, but. Um, my sister never wanted to play with me. Oh, I
0: know. <laughs> I think I got her to
1: play, like, once. Yeah. Um, but she... And is this yeah. in the bush,
0: like, or at the beach? Like, where yeah, are you like pretending? a pool. Yeah. On, like,
1: this, <laughs> like, the steps of the pool. Yeah, like, the shallow great. end was, like, the grotto. Yeah, of course it was. How <laughs> oh, great. Um... But, yeah, no, my sister wanted to play being a, a businesswoman. Right. <laughs> and I was always her secretary. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to play, you know, being a mermaid yeah. or being, like, uh, a nature fairy or yeah. something. And was she is she older than you? She's two years older. Yeah. yeah so she, she would usually win. Yeah. She was, she was born, I think... She was born a 30-year-old. <laughs> Great.
0: And is she a businesswoman now? Yeah, she's yeah. a businesswoman. Yeah, yeah. So meant to be.
1: We are very, um, very different, but similar in lots of ways. Yeah. Um, the inspiration, I guess, is anything I see that brings that imaginative play into mm. the real world.
0: Do you have a clear purpose, what I want for my life? This is the direction I'm going in? Do you
1: know yeah, that? I think um, when I was overseas, I realised like I'm a people pleaser at heart. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think some people will understand what that means, but I often, I used to feel bad or I used to think I'm wrong a lot like mm. oh other people i'm doing it wrong i'm i kind of I can't fully explain what that means but it's like uh you know when you think oh i need to make a studio i need to do it like this mm. like because this is how all the other studios are and that's what people expect of me yes. and so you start to think oh i'm doing it wrong but then um I had this realization. Or oh, what if I'm right? Mm. <laughs> like, what if this is right? What if whatever I want to do is, I need to just really, truly believe and trust myself, and just, and actually, maybe I'm the only one that sees the vision. Yeah. And no one else can see it until I show it to them. Yeah. So, so I just started to realize, like, I, I just need to keep like honing in on the vision, and then it will fulfill itself because once people see, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, but I guess in terms of my ultimate goals, like just having th- like this space and developing it into something where I feel like um, it might be having events that I feel I never thought I would be able to have, you know, mm. it might not be in this space. It might be in nature. But just really just developing community and um, a world of people possibilities. I love that. I'm pretty like happy. I feel like like this has been a dream for a long time and I never thought I was, I did not think it was going to happen this year especially. So I just now think, okay, well, how do I make it? Happen and work. Yeah. When,
0: when do you feel your most authentic self? We've probably touched on it, but when do you mm. think, yes, like this is me? And are you feeling like that more often than not? Do you dip in and out of it? Yeah,
1: I, I definitely think um, I feel I'm my most authentic when I'm at the beach by myself. Mm. Um, just playing around like that's been like a huge hit of like dopamine for me yeah <laughs> um because it's also like you can be naked if you want you can mm. like build sandcastles yeah. if you
0: want but um, you know, yeah you've but got then, it all
1: but then i think i've discovered that um through connecting with people and teaching mm. i feel authentic because then I can give love like it's when you when you feel like you can I can um, try and connect with people through things that like I can understand and I'm interested in and I can help people and I see them and I'm watching them so yeah I definitely feel like there's that two sides of me where I like to I like to connect through talking about like art and things um and then I also like to just be quiet and sit by a rock and lie in the sun yeah. and sketch and soak um, it so all in yeah yeah but I'm often you know I think I'm trying I'm pretty authentic all the time but I I think I realized I couldn't be my authentic self in the school because mm-hmm. there's just so many rules there's so many yeah. other people that are putting you know there might be when you have to work with people that just are really not seeing you for who you know, you are like mm. you want, everyone just wants to feel valued, you know? Yeah. so and
0: As you say, seen for yeah. you, not a different version that you're like, no, 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 like that's yeah. not it. You don't, you're not
1: yeah. getting it. Yeah. So I feel, I feel I, I'm very, um, in tune with when I don't feel seen mm. and, um, that can affect, me yes like I'm not able to put up uh, a barrier so yeah. I love I think it's just been great for me to be able to be my own boss and yeah then I can um you know also I'm quite open with who I am on Instagram and things so when people come to workshops they already kind of know me I think yes. so yeah um it really makes a difference yeah you yeah.
0: do definitely come across authentically online and in person whereas i think it can be very hard to get that right and for people to show up digitally mm. the same way that they do in person so you definitely it appears from my point of view glad but yeah <laughs> you're pulling it off yeah, yeah. i love that so that is kind of the end of our little interview nice. but i do want to finish off with a little rapid fire where i just go through five questions and you answer with one word yep. or one sentence so okay. it's just like the first thing that comes to yep. mind so if you're to describe yourself in just one word how would you describe it um <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, one word yeah one
0: word i just want one okay you could go one to three you know. oh, no.
1: Maybe a rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I often describe myself like feeling like a rock, but um, that is like a compliment to me. Yeah. Can you expand um, on that? I'll let you expand. Uh, just because I think rocks are very, it's like feel like they're so s- strong, but mm. they also can be cracked and they're, mm. um, they are grounded and they just symbolise like something that's, you know, we're all, we're all, being care I feel like I'm a caring person and I like to to be caring but I'm not I'm not actually even though sometimes i seem like I dress up I'm not a flashy person yeah I'm yeah. just very simple yeah she's <laughs> um, a rock yeah
0: I love it <laughs> why not yeah what so far has been your proudest creative moment oh oh
1: opening this this space yeah like I would consider it open um haven't had like an official launch but this is I'm very proud to to be creating this space opening this space for sure so nice, (laughs) and it
0: is such a beautiful space (laughs) it is yeah definitely one to be proud of if you're to describe your work in one word Mm. what would that be
1: the first word that came to mind was spiritual but um I, I know that it's probably I think of it differently to other people but it's just something that's very personal um I could use words like magic or playful or mm-hmm. but I actually think I've I think of them as more serious and spirituals. like something that only people can do by themselves like it's a yes. very very serious and um very, very intimate yeah inter- internal um, kind of journey yes yeah. it's a journey maybe yes. it's a journey. <laughs> yeah. Either way, a spiritual journey. It's a spiritual journey, everyone. Wonderful. I mean, it is. So embrace it. Do you have a favourite quote? Um, Like, my friend said it to me. Yeah, well, that's a quote. But it could also be the Nike quote. Okay, (laughs) give it to me. um, But when I asked my friend, like, how do you find your style? Like, what, you know, and she was like, just do it. Yeah, And like, she was like, just do it. Yes. But it, like, I realize it's probably the Nike quote as well, but it honestly, when I think about things and like, if you're thinking, questioning whether you should do it or not, like yes, just do it.
0: just do it. Yeah. Get out of the because thought process and like into the action. Just do it before
1: you even think about it yes. too much because yes. it's gonna be, you know.
0: Yeah, before you have the time to pull yeah. the handbrake on yourself. Yeah.
1: Just do it. Yeah. I love that. So, maybe we should change it but no i like it just keep doing it just keep on going Do you care? Yeah. i don't want to be i don't want to be known for that quote obviously
0: i I'm like not, it
1: and not um, sponsored
0: maybe it's an opportunity and last question if you could go back to young hillary at any age bracket mm. What would be a piece of advice that you'd give her?
1: Um, I think uh, I definitely would say that everything you experience is going to come together. So just Mm. trust that. Yeah, I'd say everything you're experiencing, just be patient and it will all come together Mm. and just, yeah, Trust the so, journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how can people connect with you and find you? Um, well, definitely my Instagram mm-hmm. is the best Perfect. way. So, yes. um, Hillary Green two underscores. We'll link it in the show notes yeah. as well. And then um, I have I have a website uh, where I launch um, different collections that I have, and then I have workshops or ex- events for Shell Space on there as well. Wonderful. Um, yeah, so I think that's the best way. And best to c- yeah, to connect. I'm very, um, very frequently on Instagram, so there's always something new. Great, um, yeah.
0: Wonderful, yeah. well
1: thank you so much. Thank you, I loved your questions. Oh, I'm so glad, I, I could yeah. Easily, often I don't have to think too hard with it when it's a good question, so.
0: Glad that it resonated with you. Thank you, thank, thank you. you, it was so fun. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review it and share it with a friend. This is an independent podcast and that simple act of kindness helps me immensely. You can come and connect with me on Instagram at Amilla Studio. This podcast is creative for educational and entertainment purposes only and not intended as a substitute for seeking professional help.